Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome in. It is the APL show. The clock in studio here in the Kia studio says 202. So let's get directly to it because we are handing things off to the Atlanta Hawks at 3 o'clock. But if you've enjoyed the first hour of the ABTL show, hopefully enjoy the second hour as well. Uh, I will be back on the airwaves tomorrow night uh, filling in for one John Chuckery on the John Chuckery show. So we'll have some more thoughts there. Uh, a lot of Falcon stuff coming your way, both uh, the rest of this show, but also tomorrow night as well. Some interesting, interesting debates as we see some of these things in the NFL world play themselves out. But Right now, we are going outside the perimeter. It is the part of the show when I take a look at some of the national uh, stories, headlines, topics that I want to make uh, some comments on. But I will say this. I'm going to kind of rapid fire it because uh, the Hawks discussion, I did not think would take up most of the entire first hour. So I, I was pushing some segments and some topics back. So I want to get to those still. So we'll we'll, we'll run through this pretty quickly. Um, we, we already knew, obviously, that Kalen DeBoer took over. For Nick Saban at Alabama. Well, now Washington and replacing Kalen DeBoer has made their selection. Jed Fish at Arizona is going to take over uh, for the Huskies. And, and the question that I'm waiting to see, waiting to find out is, Arizona in the second half of this college football season was one of the mo- most improved teams, one of the most explosive teams, one of the more enjoyable and exciting teams to watch. And their quarterback, Noah Fafita, is a fringe Heisman contender. Uh, and I'm waiting to see if he's going to stay at Arizona, deal with a, a new head coach who is yet to be named, uh, or if maybe he enters the transfer portal now that's back open with the coach leaving. Uh, could he actually follow Jed Fish to Washington? Uh, Washington obviously lost their quarterback, Will Rogers, who was transferring from Mississippi State. Uh, he had stepped away when Kalen DeBoer left. Maybe they can get him to recommit. Uh, or maybe Jed Fish brings Noah Fafita over. It'll be interesting to see. Sticking in the uh, world of college sports, uh, Cam Ward, quarterback from Washington State, he had entered the NFL draft. He has now exited the NFL draft and committed to Miami. Uh, taking his place in the NFL draft will be Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy. I- I'm very confused by this personally. Um I don't think McCarthy can get higher than QB5. I don't think he's going to be drafted before Penix, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, or Caleb Williams if we're working back to front. So at best, QB5 uh, sliding in there around the Bo Nix area and maybe someone else 
Michael Pratt out of Tulane. I know a lot of people have some thoughts on him as well, but it'll be interesting. I, I thought he would come back, maybe improve a little bit more and, and, and possibly boost his stock. Uh, obviously, there's a chance that you fall further in the draft if uh, you don't improve, but not uh, not sure how, how that played out for him, but very interesting. And then one last college story. Um, I know we're not, like, focused hot and heavy on, on college basketball just yet. It has been one of the wildest weeks in the rankings in college basketball history, and I don't think we need a deep dive here, but I just wanted to bring a little bit of attention to it. I know when I hosted on Thursday, I had made this statement. Well, it's gotten a little bit weirder from that. So on Tuesday and Wednesday, four of the top five teams in the rankings lost uh, their games to each night. That was the first time that four of the top five had ever lost over a two-day span in the history of the AP rankings. Uh, well, we, we, we backed forth that one. Uh, UConn, number four, and number seven, North Carolina. Those are the only teams in the top ten not to have lost this week. So there's a chance that UConn, uh, sitting there pretty at four, may actually take over number one as the three teams ahead of them lost. So very interesting there. And then we're left with some NFL questions. We're going to dive here into the wild card uh, as well a little bit. Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott. The Cowboys have to figure out exactly what they're doing with both of those guys. I personally expect Mike McCarthy to be fired and for a new head coach uh, to be hired by Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. Um, whether that's Bill Belichick, I don't know. Uh, I know some people think it would fit well. I know a lot more people who think that neither guy could relinquish control, be it Belichick uh, or Jerry Jones, and maybe it wouldn't work out. So we'll be keeping an eye on that. Of course, there's potential, I guess, of Dan Quinn, who's the defensive coordinator, to be elevated. But they would have to fire Mike McCarthy first, and we don't know whether or not that's going to happen. And then Dak Prescott. A, a lot of people extremely frustrated uh, uh, with his performance, and, and rightfully so. Uh, but he is due for an extension. Is that going to be coming this offseason? Uh, how might that change? Uh, if there is a new head coach, would it even matter because Jerry Jones makes that call? We will just have to stay tuned. Uh, Miami, a lot of the same discussions that you might have about Dak Prescott being had about the rookie contract of Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, he, he's up for an extension, and, and there's some question of whether he's the right guy. Obviously, his numbers were very impressive this year, but if you do a deeper dive, his numbers while clean and his numbers while rushed or pressured – uh, there is a big, big difference in those two statistics. So uh, there's some concern moving forward about Tua. And then the Eagles playing the nightcap today, 8-15. They travel to Raymond James Stadium. It could be rainy playing the Buccaneers. A lot of people wonder about the job uh, security of Nick Sirianni if, if the Eagles are to lose that game. So uh, very interesting stuff. A lot of, a lot of questions Still to be asked. I did see that Dan Quinn is going to be taking a number of interviews uh, all over Zoom uh, over the next uh, 36 or 48 hours. He's kind of uh, going to make his rounds. Uh, and then just real quick, uh, the Australian Open uh, is underway. And uh, Naomi Osaka making her return um, from from her desire to start a family uh, was bounced in the first round, uh, I guess, overnight or earlier today, whatever timeline you want to give it. So, uh, that took place as well. Oh, oh, also this one, and E, I, I want to get your thoughts on this. I'm going to bring you in quite a bit this hour, if we're going to be honest. Um, Draymond Green expected to uh, resume playing in the National Basketball Association today. 
the Golden State Warriors are taking on the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, that's going to be a 6 o'clock uh, TNT game. Uh, very interested in the return of Draymond Green. I know he's had some time uh, off the court there, Eric Slaughter. Do you think he's a changed man? Absolutely not. <laughs> what, what do you mean? What? Changed about he went, what? He talked to people. He sat on couches yeah. and... Got an extension on his podcast. Got a new deal oh, for yeah, that. that. too. That too. You know, I mean, the man made some money while he was gone. He got some rest. Probably took a vacation or two. If you check his Instagram or Twitter. And he's so he's come. refreshed is what you're telling me. Yeah, he's refreshed. He's going to come back. He's going to wreck some havoc on the basketball he's, court. He's good. Not, not uh, clear clear heart, clear mind, clear something. No? Nope. Um, look, I, I'll and I like honest. it like that. I'm with you, E, if we're going to be honest here. I just don't think a lot of his emotions, specifically his reactions, are are conscious. Um, I I think they're reactive. Uh, I think he's already done it before he realizes he's doing it. And I don't think that whatever um, conversations he had with professionals is going to impact him enough. Uh, I think maybe he hopes it does. He thinks it does. But when push comes to shove, uh, both figuratively and on the court, possibly literally, how will he react? I I, I fear You'll it's going to be back. same old guy, right? I, I just fear that's right. that, that that's going to be his instinct, his reaction, uh, is same old guy. Guy, uh, not everyone can change. Uh, I mean, look, I have anger issues too. I I, I would say. I mean, I, I I not you me. No, come on, it's, it's a false equivalency here, but like. Honestly, having to be patient with my dog when she was a puppy helped a lot because it, it was it was frustrating, but you obviously can't take it out uh, on the pup physically, so you have to have another way to internalize the issues and deal with it on, on a different and a patient. I, I don't think he's got that right now. So if something is said on the court, and by the way, if I'm on the Memphis Grizzlies who – are a mess of a franchise right now. John Morant is out with season-ending uh, injury. Marcus Smart is out four to six weeks, and then it was announced earlier today Desmond Bain is going to be out for a month. So they're missing three of their key pieces. Uh, they've had a rough go of things. It's only getting rougher. I, I mean, you got to push the buttons. You have got to try and push Draymond's buttons. And for a game that otherwise might not give me much reason to watch, because I do expect Golden State to blow them out, even though they have their their litany of issues as well. Um, I, I'm a, I'm incredibly fascinated by how Draymond Green is going to look up there. I don't know if he's starting yet. I don't know if he's going to come off the bench. I don't know how that's going to play itself out. Um, but I'd be lying to you if I'm not uh, if I I mean I'm going to have that game on, and and I'm just going to keep my eye and see what exactly is uh, Draymond looking like, how his reactions are. How many TV system setup you got there? I got four. Oh, wow. I got four. Um, so, yeah, I'll have the football on one. Um, the, the Hawks will be on one early, and then, you know, when the Hawks game ends, I'll switch it to, to Golden State uh, on TNT. I mean, I don't know what else should I be watching. I'll have some Australian Open on later, uh, but that probably won't start until after, um, you know, when we're in, into the second uh, football game. So, I mean, I, I'm I'm rewatching some stuff on Netflix, so I'll, I'll I'll make the TV situation work. I always do. Plus, I have the computer and the phone and multiple streaming, and and we'll, we'll be good. Uh, today's today's probably not like a crazy four TV day. The think, life of an executive producer, ladies well, and gentlemen. Hey, you got to stay up on everything. Do you know how crazy TV prices are wild nowadays. Like for anyone who hey, look, you can 
you can check out the Man Cave store. I'm sure they got the hookups for you. But, man, you could get, like, a TV that used to cost, like, seven, eight, 800 bucks. 250, for, like, 300. I mean, yeah, yeah. like, mm-hmm. if even that. Yeah. That's, like, Co- the Costco, regular price. Costco's That's, a beautiful thing. Yeah. Costco's and, a beautiful and, thing. And um, there are a lot of quality TVs, a lot of smart TVs. There's ways, man. It's a good time to be in this industry. And um, I guess, theoretically, you could write that stuff off, right? Is that is that how that works? I have to look into it after the Peacock situation, if I can write off Peacock and the $6 a month that they're, they're getting from all of us about that. All right, when we come back, I do want to dive into uh, Wild Card Weekend, or I, I guess we have to throw Super Wild Card Weekend in there. I, I don't know why we had to add a, uh, you know, add a name to it. It's the same thing. But uh, we'll dive into, the, uh, into that game. Uh, e and I have a lot of thoughts uh, about what we've seen and what we will see tonight, so we'll – We'll break down what we've seen in the NFL playoffs. Uh, Coming up next, here it is, the ATL Show Live from the Kia Studios, Sports Radio 929, the game and the Odyssey app. Welcome back in, 929 the game. It is the ATL Show. A couple quick updates from what we were talking about last segment. Uh, The AP poll has actually been released today. Uh, As mentioned, UConn, who was number four, uh, actually does jump to number one overall, followed by number two, Purdue, uh, and so on and so forth. So, uh, like I said, eight of the top ten teams in college basketball losing in one week. Uh, Four of the top five lost in a 36 or, I guess, 48-hour span had never happened in college basketball history. So and I don't like three of them lose to unranked teams. Four of them, the four of the first five lost to unranked teams Houston, all on the road. Arizona. Houston, Arizona, Tennessee. Unranked teams. Yeah. Crazy. All of them lost on the road. All of them the unranked teams. UConn goes on the road. They picked up a five point win. This goes back to earlier in the week. Uh, they won another one, I believe, uh, over the course of the weekend as a couple other teams lost. So uh, some interesting stuff there. You know, I. I we're going to dive into some of these football games here, E. I want to ask you, because I just put this question out on Twitter as well. And uh, if you're just sitting down in your car or just uh, on your smart speaker, on your phone and, and listening, it is the Abe TL Show. I'm your host, Abe Gordon. You may know me a little bit better from my time with Andy and Randy, midday show uh, producer. But um, I just put this on my Twitter, at Abe Gordon. And that is... Do you have like a? We got a little bit over two hours before these football games start. Uh, I'm off at three. You're off at three. So you've got some time if if you want. Do you have like a go to like either meal or like combination of snacks you like to have available while watching these football games? I have to have some type of chip and dip. Okay. I mean, all right. So with that said, are we? Are we a, a, a tortilla chips with nacho cheese? Are we a French onion dip? What, what are we looking at? Um, I'll check the cupboard first, or if I'm coming to somebody's house, whatever they put in front of me. My mama said, if they put it in front of you, you say thank you, and you eat it with a smile. But if I got to make my own, it's a melted cheese dip, hamburger meat, maybe oh, a little man. bit of peppers. Oh, man, that, that's, that sounds good. And it's the easiest thing in the world to make. And the other thing is, because you may not want to just eat that whole dip by yourself. You might. Trust me. I would. But it, there's so many different ways to reuse that in yep. terms of leftovers yes. that, that it can be fire. There's a lot of ways to make that work. So that's a good one. I, I'm going to stop by the store today. I don't always do it this way, but today kind of feels right. Uh, I have the time. I'm going to make a homemade pizza. I heard now, you say that. Okay. I'm not, like, fancy with, like, I don't have, like, a pizza oven or anything like that. All right, I'm going to buy, like, the pre-made pizza crust. I'll buy sauce, I'll buy cheese, I'll buy toppings. Some toppings I already have at home. 
uh, some I may have to to walk around the store and find. But um, the homemade pizza is not as difficult as I once thought it was. Uh, it's pretty much just buy what you need and throw it in the oven for however long you want it to be in the oven, and then check on the cheese. It's pretty much pretty much it's pretty much that simple. Uh, so I've become a big fan of homemade pizza. You could buy the the crust, uh, at, you know, at multiple, um, you know, three in a pack or two in a pack or however many you want, and, and make a bunch of them. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to stop by and, and get definitely get some pepperoni, get some crust, and uh, I have uh, I have some meatballs at the house that I can I can uh, get on that thing as well. So. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, we got a pretty good doubleheader. I want to talk about some of these NFL games right now here. Uh, Eric Slaughter is the other voice you've heard with me here this afternoon. He's going to continue to have some input here these last uh, 25 or so minutes, however long it is, uh, until we hand things off to the Atlanta Hawks basketball game. But let's work from uh, from the start of the playoffs to the two games that we have coming up later today. The Browns and the Texans kicks things off. Uh, the Texans get a 45-14 win. C.J. Stroud uh, looked outstanding. Uh, he he makes things look so effortless. Uh, it, it was really enjoyable to watch. The Browns have been an outstanding defense, and, and they cut them apart. And for a lot of people who want a trending name in this coaching search, not just for the Falcons but across the NFL, Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick put on a show. Uh, mm-hmm. on Saturday and again I don't know if that makes him a favorite for certain jobs that he wasn't a favorite for previously but he's getting a lot of attention uh from a lot more people after that showing by the Texans so is the Ohio State quarterback dilemma pedigree reestablished? I he, never does he erase it by himself no look well, so I never bothered with that nonsense like I don't believe just because one quarterback or two quarterbacks from a certain school didn't pan wait, out it doesn't mean that everyone like the next one won't or the next one won't like all right so like let, let's say that like Mac Jones is no good and Bryce Young is no good so like next year we're you're just not drafting Jalen Milrow I ain't drafting him anyway I, I'm not either I, yeah. but but you get my point mm-hmm. like I, I just don't play that game I think it's nonsense. What about the pre-draft? Oh, he's the least of the three quarterbacks that's ready to be NFL caliber. He's going to need the most development. I guess he showed In terms them. Of Stroud. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look. Guess this, he showed them, didn't he? This is why I'm not an NFL scout or an mm-hmm. NFL developer of talent yeah. or an NFL analyst. I, I don't know. Um, I know he looked outstanding against Georgia, and he looked pretty darn good the entire season. In the NFL five interceptions as a rookie this whole season. Five. All year long. Uh, so really impressive stuff by the Texans. Uh, Singletary has, has taken over that job in the running back role uh, very well as well. And a couple years later than I thought he would because I thought he had a chance in some other markets to be uh, RB1. Didn't happen. Uh, Dolphins and Chiefs, first off, in regards to the weather. Despite my excitement, it was not as cold as I was hoping it would be. Uh, like, I, I'll be honest with you, and I talked about it previously. I wanted the temperature to be in, like, the negative 20s, negative 30s. Um, it, it was it was not where, where that was. So the impact was felt, certainly, uh, both physically and literally. I think the impact's what broke uh, Desmond Mahomes' uh, 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 helmet. I don't, I don't know if it uh, takes that hit differently if it's a warmer temperature. But uh, Chiefs win 26-7. to Kind of business as usual for those guys. And uh, unfortunately for for Tua, 
uh, the questions remain in regards to can they trust him with his uh, with that franchise moving forward. So uh, a lot to figure out there. Uh, Green Bay Packers and Dallas Cowboys. I think this was the biggest spread of the weekend. Maybe Bill Steelers is. Uh, but I believe the Cowboys were were like somewhere between seven and a half and nine and a half point favorites. Um, and they're just non-competitive from, from the get-go. Uh, they kick off in the, uh, the, the Jordan Love and the Packers go right down the field, score a touchdown. It was off from there. Not a great game for Dak Prescott. Had some costly interceptions as well. And, and I know they eventually kind of threatened late, but uh, this game was over relatively early. Um, and now we have to look about this job, whether it's going to come open. Dak Prescott awaiting an extension. Is that going to come open? Uh, there's just a lot of facets about that one. Uh, and then Rams and Lions last night. It was an outstanding game. Um, I, I don't have any ill will or hatred towards either team. Uh, but Matt Stafford and Jared Goff face off. Uh, it came down to the very end. The Lions do win 24-23. Uh, an incredible playoff, uh, I guess, debut was his playoff finale. Uh, albeit for this year, but, but Puka Nakua was outstanding in this game. Jared Goff uh, did a great job as well. And, and look, we talked about it. I'll have more on this when I'm filling in for John Chuckery tomorrow. Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator, is my guy. Um, I have no issues with a number of suggestions. We mentioned Bobby Slowick, the Texans offensive coordinator. I know a lot of people are hot for Raheem Morris. That's fine. There, there's some people who are interested in Bill Belichick. I, I think even that's okay. I have some contingencies for the Belichick thought, but uh, who knows how that would play out. Uh, but Ben Johnson is my guy. I'll get more into that tomorrow. I was going to spend time on this today, if we're being honest, but uh, kind of got backed up in that first hour with so many uh, passionate Hawks fans who are just as frustrated as I am uh, with what has happened the past couple of games and where the team is at right now. But uh, Ben Johnson is the guy I want. Uh, I, he had 21 points in the first half, and it really slowed down for them uh, in the second half. But ultimately, the Lions do get it done in advance. And that brings us to the two games today. I think we're going to tackle one game now, and we'll save one game for the other side of the break here. Uh, we are running a little short on time here uh, this weekend. Steelers and Bills is the first game, and that's going to be on this network joined in progress when the Hawks broadcast wraps up. Um, very interesting seasons for both of these teams. At one time, both teams are the kind of down and out and sort of overlooked and counted out. The Bills really rallied, uh, obviously to the point where they end up winning their division. They're now hosting this playoff game. A lot of people were ready to bury the Steelers, uh, and rightfully so. Kenny Pickett is not getting it done, then gets hurt. Uh, they go through Mitch Trubisky, which obviously we know how that ended up. Settle on Mason Rudolph, who's actually kind of reignited things a little bit. Not quite getting the love that Joe Flacco got, but he's doing a really good job there. This is an interesting game, and it's going to be about whether or not the Bills can play like the team they've looked like the past like four weeks or so, or or or, or if they're falling back into some of the other issues they've had. We know about the weather. It just feels like a Josh Allen game. I, I mean, it really does, and so we'll see how that plays out. But I am very intrigued. Uh, I thought the Steelers underachieved all season long on offense. I, I just think they have a lot of really interesting weapons. They have a good running back duo that's never as good as they feel like they should be, but Najee Harris has really picked things up in the second half 
of the season. George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth. Um, I, I don't know, E, I, I've just been really impressed by how the Steelers have found their way to this point. Um, I, I just feel like it's a little bit too tall of a task, though, the way the Bills have been playing. With especially what you informed me of that T.J. Watt is ruled out. Yeah. I thought he was a game-time decision. His pressure on uh, Josh Allen would have been a huge difference maker. But with that weather, anything can happen because there's going to be some turnovers. Going to be a slippy ball, going to be a hard rock to keep in you know in control of. So we'll see what happens in the turnover game. And certainly we know Josh Allen, as good as he can be, also does have a propensity to hand the ball to the other team. So a lot of factors at play in that one. All right, when we come back, we're going to wrap up NFL Wildcard Weekend, get some thoughts on Eagles and Buccaneers. Probably one of the more interesting games, in my opinion, from a public perception standpoint. We'll dive into that and also get you set for the Atlanta Hawks as they host the San Antonio Spurs. That's what's coming up next as we wrap things up here on the ATL show and get ready to hand things over to the Atlanta Hawks. It is Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Welcome back in, 92.9 The Game. It is the ATL show. Just going over some breaking news. We're going to get to the final NFL playoff game in just a moment, but some breaking news along the NFL fronts, along the college fronts, however you want to view this. But uh, USC quarterback Caleb Williams has officially declared uh, for the NFL draft. I know there was some scuttlebutt made uh, about not wanting to play for the Chicago Bears and wanting some assurances that the Bears are going to trade the number one overall pick uh, and all that stuff. And and, and look, just like it was talked about previously uh, with some comments his father made uh, a year ago, um, uh, uh, much to do about nothing in regards to this. I don't think that's uh, the type of hardball any of these guys want to play. Um, Like, I don't know if he did get those assurances in, in regards to the Bears, but um, he is going to the NFL draft, and and by all by all accounts, he is the guy. He is QB one, and, and I guess we'll see if there's any changes in regards to him being QB one. Um, I'll be honest. When it comes to Caleb Williams and QB one, and the Chicago Bears taking the number one overall draft pick. Depending on who the head coach is, and we're going to get more into this. This is part of the discussion I have for you tomorrow night when I fill in for John Chuckery from 7 to 10. Quarterback for the Falcons, if they're going to draft a quarterback in the NFL draft, it's not going to be at 8. It's absolutely not going to be at 8. So so be prepared. We'll have this discussion, but... uh, there is some opportunity for the Falcons to potentially be at one taking Caleb Williams. I don't know if that's the jump they're going to take, but uh, I, I do think there is an opportunity. I do expect that the Bears trade away from the number one pick. Uh, it might even be just to drop to three, uh, maybe just to slide one spot to two. They've got a lot of things that they could do uh, at the top of the draft, potentially even drafting Caleb Williams if they decide to move on from Justin Fields. I don't think that's the play. But who knows? We'll have to find out when we get to the NFL draft or uh, when the Bears make that made. But like I said, despite some uh, some comments and concerns potentially in regards to Caleb Williams not entering the NFL draft because he did not want to go to Chicago, uh, that is not the situation. He is declaring for entry into the NFL draft. So we'll see how that plays out for him. Now, back to the other NFL story to get to tonight. 
That is our nightcap, our, our final Super Wild Card Weekend playoff game. And it is an interesting one. It is the Philadelphia Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And when I mentioned this game being interesting early in the show, uh, first 10 minutes, I know uh, I was given a little weird uh, a little weird look over there from uh, my cohort, Eric Slaughter, there. And we're going to dive into this for a couple things. Uh, I do want to ask Eric just this one over overarching question to start things out. And you, can, if you want to expand, feel free. If you want to just say yes or no and move on, let's do that. But uh, if the Eagles lose today, is Nick Sirianni out of a job? No, not just with this one, but his hot seat is definitely, you know, real, real, real warm. But Nick Sirianni, I mean, he has done enough to get another year. The Eagles should. This this was the perfect game for the Eagles. I was talking to one of my coworkers at my other job, Tim. Tim, this is for you. We said this last Sunday when we were working together and the Eagles were in the, the middle of getting their butts whooped in a regular season finale, I was like, this actually works out in your favor because now you get to go to Tampa. That's the best game to play in the first round because they should be the easiest W in the first round. So if the Eagles can't go down to Tampa to beat a team that won't have that great of a home field advantage, I I mean, I've been to Tampa many times, there will probably be just as many Eagles fans in that stadium, if not more. And it's also raining. It is also raining. It'll keep some fans away. You know, so if you can't get this one, if you can't get right tonight, you don't deserve to make it to the next round. Look, I, I'm not sitting here saying the Eagles are still Super Bowl favorites. For me, they're not. They haven't been at any point this season. I've been ride or die for the Niners all year long. Um, but I also don't think they're as bad as people have made them out to be the last couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, they're not They're not that bad. You don't fall off a cliff that quickly. And, and, and I also don't think that just because – and look, this is a discussion we would have had if it were the Saints or if it were the Falcons. It happens to be the Bucks. Just because the Bucks won the NFC South doesn't mean they're favored in a playoff game. Um, this is They're home team, dogs tonight. Yeah, exactly. This is a team that got their butt spanked by, mm. by New Orleans mm. real bad two weeks ago. So, so uh, I don't think Philly has fallen that far. I don't think that the Bucks have risen that much. But there are some variables tonight. One of them being A.J. Brown is not going to play for the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. He got injured in the regular season finale. Jalen Hurts did not practice most of the week He'll due to the injury with his, his finger. finger. He'll be fine. I think he's going to be fine mm-hmm. as well. Um, we talked about the rain a little bit. We'll, we'll see the impact there. I, I just don't think it's necessarily a, a, a – well, look, I don't think it's a good matchup for Tampa. I don't know if there's a matchup I would be like, this is favorable for Tampa. Like, they are who they are, right? Like They're they, the weakest team in exactly, the playoffs. Exactly. This was the best matchup the Eagles could have hoped for. Yeah, and I think even without playing their best game, uh, the Eagles can win this game. And I was surprised uh, when we made our picks on Andy and Randy – by the way, I'm not having a good week in regards to that. But when we made our picks for Andy and Randy. Um, they, all three of them, Andy, Randy, and Bo Johnson, all took the Bucks to win this game. And I, I, I'm sitting there uh, with the Eagles. And, and so I might be able to pick up some ground on that because it's been, it's been a rough go otherwise. But uh, very interested to see this one. Um, what would you be more surprised by? Uh, here, E, if the road team, the Steelers, were able to beat the Bills, or if the home team, the Bucks, were able to beat uh, the Eagles, what would surprise you more? If the Bucks beat the Eagles, I know my man Dom. I know my man Dom C likes to hear that, but I would not be shocked at all if the Steelers went into Buffalo 
and pulled it out. Interesting. I, I, I would go the other way. Um, I, I think I'd be more surprised if, if the Steelers beat the Bills, only because I think the Bills are playing better football right now than the Eagles. They are at home. The weather's on their side, and that, that might uh, aid in, in what they asked Josh Allen to do. But on the flip side, we talked about it to wrap last segment. Uh, it can go the other way for the Bills very quickly because Josh Allen – does have that propensity, but uh, as you brought up uh, a couple of times, both on air and off air, uh, there is no TJ Watt. So we'll see the impact of that. And, and possibly is this the last game for Mike Tomlin, uh, or at least for for the moment? I know there's some thoughts that he may take a year off and 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 figure some things out uh, personally and professionally there. So we'll see if that's the role. And like we said, uh, Nick Sirianni. Is he done? Let, let's go the other way on this, Eric, real quick before we uh, slide to Hawks. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, and Todd Bowles. Is this Todd Bowles' last game if they lose? No. Why? Why should it be? He took over a team, Super Bowl roster, lost the greatest quarterback of all time. He's won a division three straight years. Why should he be out? He's, I mean, he's got a journeyman at quarterback. Who, well, nobody so let's, knew let's what he slide there then. Yeah. If Bowles is safe. Do they have to bring back Baker Mayfield next year? No. Why? For what? He's a journeyman quarterback that's, you know, playing decent, but you don't have to bring him back. Well, you get worried about the upgrade. It's obviously not going to be Kyle Trask. I I, I feel pretty safe that they don't believe that he can be the future quarterback. I don't think this is a Jordan Love situation in regards to Kyle Trask where he's sitting there and and waiting and developing. and and Jordan Love was what, top three, top four? What? Pick overall. No, no, no. He was 26. He's the first rounder, though. I'm thinking, first of, I'm, thinking, rounder. I'm thinking of Trey Lance. So sorry. I'm thinking of Trey, Trey Lance. Lance was third overall, and he's definitely not an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, but Kyle Trask go. was a you know was a project pick. Yeah, but he he was was he back in the end of the first round or was he or I I might have my my yeah, no. timelines messed up. Yeah. I felt like he was picked to to develop, and I just don't think he's developing. But um, yeah, who knows? I, I, a lot of a lot of good things can happen when you're throwing a Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Tony. In college that maybe aren't uh, aren't exactly working out in the pros. All right, we are just a couple moments away from handing out. You got something? Late second round, actually. Okay, so it's back in the second 64, round. 64, so he would have been the final pick. So I knew it was somewhere. Round. I knew it was somewhere. It was last pick of the second round, not last pick of the first round. So thanks for clarifying that. Uh, again, um, higher than Desmond Ritter, though. So, so what does that tell you? I know every year's different, and, and team needs are different, but uh, I'm just saying. Okay, so – the Atlanta Hawks are hosting the 7-31 and 31 San Antonio Spurs in just a couple of minutes here on 92-9 the game. They're on a two-game losing streak. This is game four of the five-game homestand, uh, and it has been an incredibly frustrating homestand. Uh, they barely squeaked out the win over Philly despite Joel Embiid being sidelined. Uh, they were not able to come anywhere close to being competitive with the Pacers despite Tyrese Halliburton being sidelined, uh, and then they let Washington pick up their seventh win of the season, so they are on par with the Spurs in terms of Washington being just an awful, awful ball club, uh, and that one wasn't competitive uh, either, and we are now three weeks out from the trade deadline, and it's really starting to come to a head. I think there was a little bit of hope, um, whether this is way too optimistic or not, there was a little bit of hope that when Jalen Johnson got back, maybe you could start to evaluate this ball club. And, and unfortunately, Jalen Johnson's playing great, and it hasn't made any bit of difference for the ball club. And so it's pretty clear that uh, drastic changes are needed for the Atlanta Hawks. I don't see a path forward this season. You know, maybe they do 
surprise and find a way to get Siakam and keep some talent uh, or something like that. But uh, this feels like a pretty big step backwards uh, over the next uh, year and change for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, we're talking about trade deadline three weeks away, the NBA offseason, and what sort of free agents or trades you can make at that point. Uh, you do have two first-round picks in the draft, yours and the Kings, which is lottery protected. So th- there is some opportunity to maybe uh, make over a couple of things, but it's going to be very, very difficult uh, in my opinion, and dramatic changes are needed. And, and the question is ultimately going to be, who are we keeping and who are we saying goodbye to? It's been incredibly frustrating for me as a Hawks fan, kind of teeter-tottering around where they were for, for the play-in rounds and hoping that uh, with the development of Jalen Johnson, maybe they would get to it. But uh, unfortunately, that was not the case. All right, that is going to do it for the ABTL show today. We appreciate everyone who listened, all of the callers uh, and some of the tweeters as well who were active today. Uh, for Eric Slaughter, who I appreciate uh, both the job he did today and some of his thoughts on some of these topics uh, as well. I will be back tomorrow night filling in from 7 to 10 for John Chuckery. You can find me there. And you can always find me on Twitter at Abe Gordon. Thank you guys so much for listening. And let's go Hawks. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 